0: The holy gospel of our lord Jesus Christ according to John
1: Glory to you, lord Christ.
0: When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him she knelt at his feet and said to him lord if you had been here my brother would not have died when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? And some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was laying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. And let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. you, Lord Christ.
1: In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God, amen. I became an Episcopalian while in college, so in my early years... I was nurtured in the Methodist Church in a small town in South Dakota, a very small town, very small church. We, uh, in our town, we had three denominations. There were the Methodists, the Missouri Synod Lutherans, and the Roman Catholics. And until my generation, there was no dating between these denominations. <laughs> that gives you an idea of how different we saw each other. And God willing, it's not that way today. I do not recall ever having celebrated All Saints Day in the church that I grew up in. And I thought that uh, as I became an Episcopalian, I found that kind of odd because we certainly enjoyed Halloween, probably not getting the sense that it really was the Eve of All Saints because we never celebrated All Saints. But since then, I've gone online today. Just yesterday, I went online to see what the Methodist Church was saying about All Saints Day. Because I've been so nurtured by that church in my youth, I tried to stay a bit connected. So I read on their website that they actually had a quote from John Wesley's journal where John Wesley said that All Saints Day was very important in his life. And twice he had entries like that. Well, the Methodist Church is like the Episcopal Church. There are high church Methodists and low church Methodists. But for us. In that church, we were definitely Protestants, and the idea of the saints was something entirely different, and we really didn't talk about it. Well, after I became an Episcopalian, one of the things that I received from a friend was a copy of a a very small little individual prayer book called St. Augustine's Prayer Book. And the edition that I had had a plate in it with a line drawing of a priest kneeling at an altar and above the priests was this great cloud of saints, the cloud of witnesses. And when I saw that and thought about that, how different that was from my understanding of those who had gone on before us, it was entirely different. And there was a real sense of the presence of those people who had gone on to glory. And thinking about that, it made me wonder, could it be That we don't just worship with the people that we worship with on Sunday morning in church? Could it be that we are worshiping also with those who have gone on before us? And I think the answer is yes. All Saints is a celebration of the church as much as Pentecost is. In the Apostles' Creed, we say that we believe in the communion of the saints. Well, the communion of the saints is the church. In the old days, we used to speak of the church triumphant. Those were those uh, people who had gone on to glory. And the church militant, the people who still are striving for the gospel in this life. Well, in Florence, Italy, one of the most beautiful churches is Santa Maria Novella. And I remember having visited that church. I think as you face the altar, it's in this transept. That there's just this amazing fresco. And the fresco is of the saints in glory, the church triumphant, and the church militant. Those who are still on this earth and are striving for the gospel. The thing that's interesting about it, you see Jesus in heaven with the saints. Some of them noble, some of them common people. Then there's just a little strip of blue sky that separates all of them from all the others who are here on earth, the church militant. Well, I think we can be thankful that we don't use the terms church triumphant and church militant anymore, but I think we also perhaps have lost a bit of the sense of the importance of thinking about the saints and thinking about their example in our lives. This morning at eight o'clock church, uh, as I was sitting in the presider's chair, I noticed that In preparation for Children's Chapel today, the the windows, the traditional windows, had the names of the saints that are in those windows beside them. And I thought, how much it is like the medieval church, where young people and adults were taught about the lives of the saints in the windows of, of the stained glass in the great cathedrals. I think it's important for us to never forget that we need to meditate from time to time on the lives of those people who have gone before us, people who have demonstrated in their life how to live the Christian life. Well, sainthood is a bit of a paradox. On the one hand, it's uh, the status that we have as baptized children of God. When we are baptized, the priest marks an oil on our forehead a cross, and the priest says, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. I think those are the most beautiful words in Scripture. I, rather, in the prayer book. I don't know where you find them in Scripture, <laughs> but they're in the prayer book. And they remind us of, of our theology, of what we believe happens when we're baptized and what it is to be a child of God. We are a people set aside by God. I think it's so wonderful that we baptize children because it's a reminder to us that we cannot do anything to deserve the grace of God in baptism. There's nothing that we can do to deserve that. It is all a gift of God, and it all is given to us freely. But here's the paradox. We have all of this given to us freely, this sainthood, But the paradox is that we must respond to it. We must do something. We receive without doing anything. But we respond as we respond to the call of Christ in our lives. And sometimes that call can be very sacrificial. And we know of saints who have given sacrificially of their lives. But sometimes it's the simple things. It's realizing where there is need in front of us and responding to that need. To be a saint is to respond to the call of God in our lives. Serendipitously, this is our in-gathering Sunday. And one of the ways that we respond to God's call is with our pledge of financial support of the ministries of our parish. But that's not the only way. There are many, many other ways in our daily life that we respond to the call of God to be a saint, to be Christ present in the world. Perhaps some of you are familiar with the daily email from the monastery. It's called Brother Give Us a Word. Brother Curtis Almquist a few years ago offered this reflection on remembrance, and I think it's very appropriate for this day. How wonderful it is to be remembered, and especially remembered by those who know us and understand us and who hold us in their hearts whether these people actually be alive on this earth or whether they have died and are in some way still alive in Jesus Christ. Somehow, their remembrance of us bridges the gap between this life and the next, helping us in some way to pave the way for us into eternity where we will be welcomed and reunited with those whom we actually know who have died before us. Will those who are going to be reading the necrology, if you would please stand. On this All Saints Day, let us now hear the names of those who have gone before us in the faith, whom we remember this day, and let us give thanks for their lives, having been shared with us.